Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Shannon, and today I am joined by Brody. Oh, hello. <laughs> Kieran. Hello. And James. Hello. We have got lots to talk about, but we should crack right into it and start with today's Silent Hill transmission that happened where three new Silent Hill games were announced. One interactive experience, I would call it, and a movie. Obviously, we know that the stream didn't quite go to plan with things leaking last night and then the video just dropping out of nowhere this morning. But James, obviously, as the biggest Silent Hill fan of the team, um, what what did you like most? Um, I think overall, I like the fact that they're really trying it with the brand again. I think that's always a plus. Um, I... I think, like, obviously, like the the thing I liked the most out of everything we saw was, um, like, Silent Hill F, the new mainline Silent Hill game. Um, I think that, like, probably important to note, like, it it's being developed by like a team that a lot of people don't seem to have a lot of faith in, but like, they're just the development team. Like, there's also a creative team um, who does comprise of a lot of people who worked on the original games. Um, but the tone is very different for Silent Hill, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah, that's probably like that was my highlight out of everything. Um, I have yeah, feelings Brody. about Silent Hill Two, but we'll get to that later. I think we but, will. Um, I wanted to yeah. ask Brody about Silent Hill Townfall, which I believe you said was the standout for you. What got you excited about that? Um, just the team behind it, really. Like, um, we've said, well, James, I know, has said in the past how good No Code are. Like, we've spoken about Stories Untold quite a bit, and I was a really big fan of Observation as well. Like, I, I think, while they're not... They are horror games in their own right. They're, they're not, like, what you would expect from a horror game, I suppose. They uh, use pretty unique settings and stuff. And I'd like to see, I guess, Silent Hill through that lens. I'm not, I'm not particularly a huge fan of Silent Hill, but... Um, I think what they'll be able to do with this is really cool, and I, and I think the trailer was really cool as well. I like the uh, uh, like the real big focus on red and stuff like that in the uh, yeah, like when the developer's name would pop up and then the title and shit and the the beach and all that sort of stuff. It was just a it was a real vibe. So uh, yeah, I'm keen to see what they yeah. can do with that. I agree. I really like the vibe. For those that don't know, I honestly don't know anything about either of the games that were mentioned as being developed. James and Brody here, and what what do we know? about those other games and what might that mean for this? Um, I think so. Originally, this, um, it was... That, and they, they did say it in... The, I found it interesting. They actually said it in this um, presentation as well. Um, originally, a lot of the leaks had said that a lot of developers were pitching Silent Hill to Konami for a long time. Um, and they they pretty much said that in the transmission. Um, but the the rumour, like the, I guess like the follow-up rumour slash leak is um, that... Silent Hill Townfall will be part of a collection of games called Silent Hill Anthology. Um, and the idea of that is, is they've actually shipped, I guess, like the Silent Hill license around to different indie studios to give them opportunities to work on the brand um, with their own, I guess, twist on it. Um, which I think is really interesting because, like, you could probably... 
I mean, looking at, like, say, every, everything was announced today, like, even if we just pretended that this was all that stuff, like, there is quite a diverse range of, like, Silent Hill games coming now um, that will appeal to everyone. Like, I feel like everybody here probably has is looking forward to something different, maybe. Um, but overall, there's definitely something for everyone. Um, so, yeah. So- like, I, I think that the idea of an anthology is a cool one. Um, and I think so. Is it? Are we how, thinking it's like traditional Silent Hill game, or is it more like point and click or like indie vibes in terms, in terms of the of style, what? like the style of the game, or, or I guess the core well, gameplay, or, I don't or is know, it all like, different things? With, like to me, like Townfall. Looking, I mean, looking at say, um, Observation and Stories Untold, it could be either of those, like something like either of those games, um, and either yeah. of them would be good and or effective. Like observation was very um, walking simulator type horror, wasn't it? In, in yeah, a way, like which is what like PT was. Solving. Like yeah. I know a lot of people, are, and I know there's a lot of people who are upset that PT wasn't there. Like I know that was not not PT specifically, but like in terms of like some kind of revival of that. Um, yeah. But I think like people need to move on now. Like we've <laughs> there's been Did like I... 45 imitation games. <laughs> For that did style I read, of game, did I read right that um, Silent Hill F that's being made by the team behind Reverse? How do you? No. Uh, okay, that was oh. like mis that was misattributed. Um, right. So it's made by like Neobards, who's like a team that a lot of they're like a support development team. So they sure. they're not oh, okay. necessarily like the creatives behind games. They just make them um, like for developers. They did make sure. Resistance, um, which is like the Resident Evil Three multiplayer game. Um, and then a lot of other is, ports for everyone. Is it? I, I read through the list before as well, trying to make sense of that because I was like, that feels like a weird like lead game to to have behind this. But does that shock anyone that I guess the the, the team making the next mainline Silent Hill game or what we think is the mainline Silent Hill game is a studio that yeah hasn't really developed anything primarily think, of note like, before. Like- <clears throat> My answer to that is, like, who do you think should have developed it? Because, like, there's not, like, internally, Konami's team. Kojima. Uh, yeah, so, like, once again, I think we just need to let that ship sail and play out this course. Like, um, yeah, I... Yeah, like, it's, I a good, it's a good has, point. Konami has no good internal teams, um, <laughs> I don't believe, unless you really like Pro Evo. Uh, Which isn't good. So, yeah, um, yep, so... Um, to me, yeah, like, if you're just bringing back the minds as, like, creative directors, which seems to be what they're doing, and just getting somebody to make that into a game, I can't see it being, a, like, bad. Um, and I do feel like, I, I, I really do feel like this is showing that they're taking Silent Hill quite seriously, like, really tackling it from yeah all angles with Agreed. lots of money. Um, so um, I really do have a lot of faith. Yeah, I, I think it was exciting, Kieran. I actually don't know much about your love or dislike for Silent Hill. Like, where do you stand on the franchise? Because obviously, we haven't had a game in how many years? So I don't think we've ever spoken about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I like I was a big fan of one through four back in the day. Um, I dabbled in the more recent ones, but yeah. The less said about a lot of those, the better. All right. On, um, on that note, I guess we we saw Silent Hill 2 remake, and I feel like there yeah. wasn't much out of the way of surprises there. It's being developed by 
Bloober team who developed mm-hmm. the medium. What did you think of the three-minute footage that we saw and just, I guess, the concept of it overall? Uh, I guess, like, I, I, the thing I keep coming back to is that I don't think that Silent Hill 2 is a game that you can necessarily, like, recapture easily. Because a lot of it, like, you know, it was a product of its time and the technology and stuff that they had. And um, I I just feel like I'm not against the idea of of remaking it as as such, like of of playing someone else's interpretation of the same story in the same world. Um, I don't know if Bluebird is who I want to get that from, but um, yeah, I'm... It's hard to say. Like, it looks like Silent Hill 2. It it looks pretty, I guess. Um... Until we know more or see more, I guess I'm not really going to judge it too harshly. But yeah, yeah. Brody, does this excite you at all? Um, like I said, I, I don't really have an affinity for the franchise. Like I, I think when that 360 uh, like twin pack of remasters or whatever it was came out, I tried to play too. But I think if I'm right, that was famously like pretty. Like it was a bad yeah. remake, wasn't it, or a bad remaster? So yeah. um, I didn't get far into it, but um, yeah, like it, it definitely is pretty. Like um, it looks really nice. Um, I don't know. Like I, I don't think Bluebird are a bad developer, so long as they're developing to their strengths. But based on sort of like I, I didn't hate the medium either, but I just don't think it was their best showing necessarily. So. Um, but if, if they've got people sort of on board consulting that were, you know, maybe part of the original team or like the creators or yeah. the creative yeah, visionaries, I yeah. guess that can sort of lead them in the right direction. Then I think there's probably a little bit of hope for it. Like, I'll be keen to try it. Like, cause, um, I'm enjoying this, you know, renaissance of horror that we're having. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my feel on it. Yeah. And I would love to, I would, oh, sorry. No, go for it. I was just going to say, like, I would love to see like a, a, an original take on Silent Hill from Bluebird because I do like a lot of their games, but I, I just don't what, feel like this is. Yeah, I am actually yeah, surprised like that said, they're not really playing to their strengths. I am actually surprised that they are doing like a remake of Silent Hill too. Like when we heard they were doing a Silent Hill game, I kind of assumed it would be their own like sort of original game. Oh, and I wonder if they maybe mm. did pitch something and then they were maybe like led to maybe this, but, yeah uh, maybe this could be their 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 way in to sort of prove themselves and and get the franchise back on track. James, I know we spoke a little bit about the visuals and I saw that you put a tweet out about it as well in terms of it looking a bit too clean and sort of shiny, I guess, now that you've had the day with it, how are you feeling about it all? Mm, nothing's changed on that front at all. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I I, I think with a lot of... I, a lot of people would forget, kind of, with Silent Hill 2, like, it was this almost, like, perfect storm of, like, like, misfit developers and, like, inexperienced actors and, um, like, just there was, like, a weird culture gap between, say, like, the actors and the directors and stuff, which led to, like, weird performances, but they really worked in favour of the game. Um, I just feel like you're never going to capture that again. Um, So I don't know, like, what a remake could do for this game. I was actually really excited for this until I saw, like, the um, the footage, and now I just don't know. Like, I really have thought about it a lot. Um, and especially in the context of, say, like, Silent Hill F, I feel like the games that came out of Japan after the first four games, um, they all just tried to kind of copy the first four games um, in terms of, like, the rust and the blood and all that kind of shit. 
Um, whereas I feel like F is quite exciting because it is a very different approach. Like it's, it's radically different to anything they've ever done. Um, and yet it's got like a really solid team behind it and stuff. Um, I have always said, like when I played the medium, there were bits where I was like with between the music, which was the same composer, um, and the, just the atmosphere and the graphics and stuff. Like it did feel like a Silent Hill game. Um, so I do have faith. But like, like I said, I just feel like the art direction in this is too clean. It looks like, like crisp almost. And Silent Hill 2 is not meant to be crisp. It's meant to be like the dankest shit you've ever seen. Like it's meant to be just wet and depressing and foreboding. And I didn't feel any of that when I watched this footage. You should watch my sex tape. It's got all of those things. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe after the, the podcast, we'll all, we'll all tune in. Um, James, I know it's, it's really hard to say based on what we saw today, but I guess, do you think that based on what we did see that Silent Hill does have the potential to go into like Resident Evil territory and really not only reaching the, the, the height of the earlier games, but even going past that in terms of audience and how good these games are? Um, maybe. I think maybe. I don't know, it's hard. Um, I do feel like they're trying to go for, say, like, RE2 remake vibes with Silent Hill 2 remake. Um, I think that they're missing the mark already, visually. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, it could be. Like, I mean, horror is so popular now. Um, it seems a lot of people really wanted to see Silent Hill for so long. So, like, I don't, I don't see why not. Um, I would like, there, there's no reason not to want them to be more popular, I guess. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like I, I I don't think, I don't think it's ever going to reach Resident Evil Heights. I think Resident Evil is so popular because like it's, it is scary, but it's not that scary. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, it's quite casually scary. Um, like almost like Blumhouse horror (laughs) compared to like, say like, you know, real horror. Um, so I'd be interested to see if it can reach those numbers in terms of sales and stuff. Um, yeah, like I don't see sure. why not. In terms of like brands and nostalgia and stuff, like it should have the same clout. But I don't know. Something like Resident Evil, I would never have expected to be as popular as it is now, but it is, and I don't really know how. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Resident Evil, we also had a showcase for that. Um, I know, Kieran, you sort of played RE4 a month ago now and we haven't been able to talk about that. Yeah. And we've also all got to watch like an extended cut of B-roll above what we saw um, in the showcase. I guess, how are you liking the look of RE4 and how was it playing it? Uh, yeah, I mean, thank God for B-roll, right? Because that was literally over a month ago and it was like a 30-minute demo in some like random packing warehouse behind a convention center in Tokyo. So I'm, I'm a little bit hazy on it, but um, I guess like the, the thing for me playing it and also not having played the original since like the PS2 version 17 years ago, it was like one of those moments where you're like, oh, this is, this is the same game I remember. Like this plays, it looks like Resident Evil 4 that I remember. And then like writing the preview, I went back and was looking over footage and I was like, this is... This is not the same game. This is like starkly different, not just in like visual quality, but uh, you know they've really gone to town on on upping the the atmosphere. It's it's got it's a lot darker. It's a lot spookier. There's way more like kind of occult shit in all the environments and stuff. Um, so that was that was really cool to see. 
Um, and obviously it plays a lot better. It plays a lot closer to like the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. Um, you can walk and shoot and stuff. Like it's it's not like the stop and pop like the old one. Um, and then like, yeah, I don't know. And just small touches, like the fact that when Leon's talking to um, Ingrid on the phone, like they've gotten rid of the Metal Gear style like call sequences. You actually see the characters talking and, and animating and stuff, which is cool. Um, and then, yeah, like it was, it was a short demo. It was basically from the beginning of the game up to the, the village where you get mobbed by all the villagers and the chainsaw man. And that's kind of where it ended for me because I, I died repeatedly in front of the Capcom people, which is really embarrassing. Um, but yeah, like it just, it looks really, really, really good. Like it, like you would expect from a modern Resident Evil game, like it plays way better, but it's still like beat for beat, like the same game essentially. So I think people are going to be really happy with it. Yeah, I have to say, like, watching sort of RE4 and then looking at Silent Hill 2 back-to-back, and I know we haven't really seen anything of Silent Hill 2 and you can't really make comparisons, but I think it just made me appreciate, like, RE Engine and just how good these games look, feel, and sort of play and just capture a mood above what we've seen with most other horror games. Um, James, I know it's been a really good year for other remakes this year, but what excited you about seeing RE4 in action? Just the fact that they've actually remade it and it's, like, all new. Like, that's the first <laughs> thing that I really liked about it. Um, wasn't a game that came out, you know, last week. But, like, I do think... Um, I That's all, James. Like, that's all we need from you. Okay. No, Re- Resi-, Resi 4 has always been, to me, like, it's the one that everyone loves, but I've never really loved it that much because I thought it was super... Like, it is action-y, um, but... It just didn't have the same vibe as the other games, obviously. And that was on purpose. Like, it was meant to be, like, a reboot. Um, But, like, just watching this footage, I'm, like, watching it again right now. Um, It's so much of it, like, that used to take place at day, now takes place at night. It's very quiet. Um, And it's just got, like, a... Like, a atmosphere to it that really isn't, like... Like, it is almost like a new game. Um, And I'm not saying that to be a, like, dickhead about The Last of Us. But it genuinely... Is like it a looks new game. great, yeah. Like, um, and I, and I'm of two minds about that a little bit, only because like it, I've always thought sometimes remakes should be kind of definitive, but then I don't know if that's the right thing to, to the right opinion to have. Um, but like, yeah, like you could play Resi Four original and this Resi Four, and they would be quite different, I think. Um, yeah, really good. Have they? Have they uh, said? Like, I was like, sorry, just. Going back to what Kieran said about like Hunnigan, like how the fact that like Leon's talking to her, and it, just even the little things, like it seems like she's staying back late at the office to help Leon, like just that kind of like mood and vibe is really cool, um, and even and that makes it actually almost scary because you do still feel like you're alone because like she's alone, you're alone. Do you know what I mean? Like it's really hard to explain, but um, I just really like the atmosphere yeah. here. Um, and obviously we get to see like that classic village sequence where you're fighting everybody. And even though that is very action-y, that still is quite terrifying because of how fucked the villagers look now. Um, yeah. God. And I've gone about this all the time, but the knitwear on the women is really cool. Like the, the texture quality is just so good. Like RE Engine, I think is like really good. And I can't wait until they scrap old gen and then they can actually make some even better stuff. Like this is only like the tip of the iceberg for this engine, I feel. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Brody, I can't remember if you played RE4 back in there or were a big fan of it, but what did you make of the footage? Are you keen to play it when it comes out? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I Again, I don't have a huge affinity with this series. I sort of jumped on at like seven uh, and eight and dabbled with the remakes of two uh with the remake of two i should say um but yeah this looks really good obviously like we've already uh gone into how good re engine is and how uh, well they've done to like just blow pretty much everything else out of the water with it um so yeah keen yeah cool all right um let's (laughs) yeah i i'm i'm really keen for that and dead space which i don't know if we've really spoken about i'm I'm excited to replay both of those. Um, All right, let's get to some reviews because it's been a massive week of game releases. Let's start with Gotham Knights with our review going live last night. James, what were your overall impressions about the game? Uh, Yeah, so I liked it overall. Um, I think it was a bumpy ride, a bit touch and go, but um, overall really enjoyed it. Um, It's just one of those open world games, I guess, where... It's at the beginning. It's it's kind of like you you know you're finding your footing. You want to unlock everything and kind of just get an idea of what you can do, um, and you don't really appreciate it until you can do everything. Uh, so like I do find a lot of people might find the early bits a little bit um, not slow. Slow is the wrong word. Like like for as an example, um, the knighthood abilities, which is the the like say the glider um, for Nightwing and the and the gliding for Batgirl and um, the jumping for Red Hood and stuff. Like, the way you get around the city mainly, that's locked for every character behind, like, quests. Like, so you have to do, like, ten side quests and defeat three mini-bosses and stuff, and it's just really repetitive in that way because to unlock everybody's abilities, like, you have to do that four times. So that can be, like, a bit grindy. Um, But once you just, like, kind of push through that, and I know that's, like, maybe feels like I'm being a bit apologetic for it, but, like, after you push through that, I do feel like it is genuinely quite a solid game. Um, I really enjoy just going out and just walking through the streets and shit popping up and you having to go and fix it, you know what I mean? And then deciding to go do some collectibles or um, go do a main story mission or there's, like, side missions with the villains like Mr. Freeze and Harley Quinn and stuff. Um, So... I, I think overall it is very good. I just think it is very much, we've seen it all before. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but it does just feel like another Arkham game. Um, but it doesn't do anything like dramatically different with the formula. I was going to say that I pretty much had the same experience as you just described in the early hours. Just feeling like, yeah, a bit of a slog, which we've said about other open world games this year. Like, do you think that that was done to pad it out lengthwise like do you think it needed that from a length point of view it's hard to say because like i didn't play like story beginning to end do you know what i mean like i don't know how long that is just by itself because like i definitely the game invited me to and i did (laughs) go and do like extra stuff on the side yeah um but i would argue most players would get like it's a this is a big range but i reckon at least 15 to 20 hours or so out of the game. Um, the things that really annoyed me the most were like, like sure there are levels and they've said there's no level gating like there was in games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, but there is bits where you'll go to speak to somebody like, I'm not going to speak to you until you do five of these missions. And they're those like tiny missions that have nothing to do with the story. You know what I mean? Like that stuff feels quite grindy. And it's like, sure, you're not actually explicitly level gating me, but like you're definitely adding shit in between two really good missions to, like, yeah. make the whole experience longer. 
Um, and to me, playing that with a friend would probably mitigate most of that. Like, you could still just talk shit with each other and have fun. Like, that would maybe make it a little bit better. Um, but playing solo, there were bits where, like, you're getting really into the story and then it just, like, comes to a halt because you're going to go and, like, stop five bank robberies. Like, do you know, it just doesn't make sense in this whole big scheme of the story. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, Brody, yeah. James Sachin Co-op, and I know you did jump in with him for a little bit. What did you make of that experience? Yeah, I, th- I think it was it was pretty good. Like a lot will be said about the game's performance and all that sort of stuff, but not many games I think can like sort of or have pulled off like this sort of untethered co-op where uh, like literally when I... James like joined my world, but like I had to zip off and uh, quickly feed like my daughter. <laughs> so I left James to just do his thing. And then I came back and he was, um, he was like kilometers away from me and like just doing his own thing, <laughs> just chilling out in the world. And then we spent about five minutes trying to find each other and then went and did a few missions. So, I mean, the fact that you can have like essentially two instances of the game, like, you know, rendered and just, you both run around doing your own thing. I think that's, that is impressive. And the game's definitely fun. Like I, I, I don't know if James necessarily touched on it, but I think the combat and how they've differentiated from Arkham is, is really good. And, and it's a bit of a, I guess, a breath of fresh air because everyone has started doing that Arkham sort of the combat. So, um, and like applying that to like, you know, they've got like tag team, like finishing moves and stuff like that, which is, which is fun. So, uh, yeah. And I think there's great synergy between the characters um, and their abilities and stuff. So I, I think it is definitely going to, be best experienced with friends if you're able to, or a friend, I should say. I think as well, if you're like a Batman person, um, you will really appreciate, like, there's a lot of scenes, optional as well, um, when you're at your base, you can go and they, you can kind of just see them all hanging out and they're, like, talking about, like, say, what they miss about Bruce, because obviously that's what this game is about, is Bruce isn't there to look after them anymore. Um, but then also just, like, cool little character moments between them all that you won't, wouldn't necessarily get in, like, say, comics or anything else. Um, cause this is its own world and its own thing. Um, like I'm not a huge comic book person, but like, I can definitely respect that. Like there will, are people who would get a lot from those kinds of moments. Um, yeah. Also there's no Joker, which I just really like <laughs> because like, I just feel like that's so overdone. Like every Arkham game almost had him in it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Even Arkham Origins shut the bed when it, they had Black Mask and obviously we all, the people probably know how that turns out. But like, yeah, I just feel like they, they commit to like Court of Owls and they stick with it kind of. And it just works really well. Like I feel like just that it feels fresh in that way as what well too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kieran, I don't. I think you got to play a little bit, probably a similar amount to me. What did you make of it? Will you go back to it? Um, yeah, I'm, I definitely plan on going back to it when I have someone to play co-op with. I think that's where it's where I'm really going to find the fun in it. Um, but I like the last sort of, I guess, like Arkham game in comparison that I played was uh, City. So like it's been it's been a fair while. So it felt it felt good to kind of jump back into that like a similar kind of world, a similar take on that world. So I'm, I'm keen to play more, but yeah, I'm going to hold off until I have a buddy. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, let's um, move on to one. I know you don't, I know you want to move on, but one more thing just really quickly. Um, cause it really needs to be said. This game does co-op progression. The best that I've ever seen in any like open world kind of game. Um, I've played like, you know, all the Far Cries, like Assassin's Creed Unity, like all of those fucking huge, big budget Ubisoft open world games. And none of them do co-op progression like this game does. Um, The one thing I love is your XP, you keep your XP. So like if I went to Brody's game, 
fucked shit up, got XP for that, went back to mine. I get to keep all that XP. But also, like, all the missions I did in Brody's game, when I get to them in my game, I can either... The game recognizes I've already done them and lets me either, like, do it again or I can skip it, which I think is the best way to do it. Um, I feel like with Far Cry especially, like, a That's lot great. of them, they just put you in as a guest. And, like, then there's... It's like, well, what's the point? Like, why would I play with my friend? And it's like, I guess you're meant to play for the company, but I don't necessarily want to do that all the time with my friends. So, like, I just <laughs> think... God, that's like, such a James take on co-op <laughs> gaming. Like, what's the point of playing with my friends if I can't get my achievements, you know? Like, there's just no point. But, yeah, like, yeah. I think that that is a really good. And I think that all of the 30 FPS shit that people keep vomiting on the internet, like, is overshadowing the fact that there are some really good and clever systems here that I don't think we've seen before in open world games so yeah Yeah, cool i I feel like yeah if you like batman give it a go um brody you reviewed new tales from the borderlands which i feel like was announced and then sort of it's it's kind of just come out hasn't it 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 has out of nowhere in probably the worst (laughs) week of the year but what did you make of it um yeah it's it very much feels like an old telltale game in some good ways but also some pretty bad ways um uh, yeah, it's pretty much what you expect. Like it's that dialogue heavy, you know, conversational, uh, segments. And then they balance it out with all these, um, sort of free roam open world spots where you can, you know, walk around and telltale traditionally would use those for like world building and like, you know, uh, tucking a bit of lore in there. But I feel like in this one, it's just not the case. It's kind of padding, um, the story, which is often meant to be the strength of these story driven games. Um, I felt, you know, fell a bit flat, like, uh, the main trio, like a enjoyable enough, but, um, I think the story on a whole and the stakes, uh, that were sort of there, like up until maybe like the last 10 minutes when it sort of ratcheted it up and went a bit insane. Um, it just didn't drive me along for the whole lot. And for a game like this with like branching narratives and different endings and stuff, I don't feel the urge at all to go back and see what I haven't seen. Um, there is, um, there is, there is a, like a, a, probably one of the best Borderlands characters I've, uh, like seen in any of these games. Like there's a character named Louie, but, uh, and he's like an assassination bot who like follows them around, but gets sidelined a fair bit, like throughout certain main segments. So I think that was a shame, but I do hope they bring him back for something. But, um, yeah, the pacing was also a bit all over the place. Like the last episode just dragged. It was very like reflective and, and uh, like existential and for a Borderlands game, I guess it wasn't as bombastic as I thought it was going to be. Like I know these telltale games generally weren't super over the top, but they had a lot of like quick time events that, you know, were still relatively explosive, but um, uh, yeah, but ultimately I I guess it's biggest sin is that it's sort of, I guess it, it emulates that telltale formula, but does nothing to sort of improve upon it. So um, we, I think that's the biggest shame because I think uh, Gearbox Quebec had a, a really good opportunity to like, you know, take that formula that obviously Telltale like rode into the ground and, you know, force themselves away for a little while and like do something new with it. But they just sort of didn't, unfortunately. So it was a bit of a disappointment. But look, I think um, there are still some good things there. Like there's there's... There's a lot of good humor. That's that's a bit hit and miss, as Borderlands has always been, and some good characters. But um, it'll probably be a one and done sort of game, even for Borderlands fans. I think, like, yeah, I, I was a bit down on it, unfortunately. 
Yeah, I think that's disappointing for people to hear. And let's just quickly touch on A Plague Tale, which honestly that feels like it came out weeks ago, but that was also this week. Kieran, you have yeah. I know James, you finished it as well. What did you both make of it? I was um I was ready for James to want to throw hands with me at one point because like halfway <laughs> through I told him that I didn't like it. But that was mostly yeah. because I was uh stuck in one section and that was entirely my fault as well. Um, but like, like just to, Reason- I guess no, as, as a quick overall, I think you were reasonable in your complaint. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's, it's, it's more, it's more a plague tale. Like it's, it's bigger. You've got more options in combat and stealth and exploring and all that stuff. It's way, way, like, it's so pretty. Like the landscapes are amazing. Like I was constantly just like in awe of the environmental detail and, and the lighting and stuff like that. Um, but it, it does have a couple of like, kind of like holdovers from from the first game that are a bit weird like it's, it's a little bit stiff sometimes and does isn't always great at explaining things or, or letting you sort of get reacquainted with things if you take some time away from it like i did um but like overall like the story is great the characters are great they've expanded where they needed to like i think it's a really solid little like you know 15 hour adventure james now, i know you you just, said go brody i was just gonna say like i i read an article where they said they upped the rat count from 5,000 to 300,000. 300,000. Is, is that felt? Uh, is that felt in some parts, rate? yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I to put them all at the end of the at the end of my session. <laughs> like, it, rats there. everywhere. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, I yeah, remember... There, there are times where it's like all rat. Yeah, like there's more rats than <laughs> people. On, I mean, obviously that's a, a given, but, what I, but I meant like... Controversial. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's it. <laughs> anyway, it, it's good. That's that's my comment on it. It's um, yeah. People should play it. It's really fucking good. Like in this game, I feel like yeah. pushes the characters. It's on like, Game Pass too. To these great play these like places that you would never expect them to push, and then the way it ends is fantastic, and it's just it's just all really good. Um, I do remember though, like when I first finished the first one, and I was like, oh, I felt like the rat tornadoes at the end were a little bit far fetched. Um, you kind of have to put that feeling away. <laughs> Um, as you get further and further into Requiem, because it gets, it goes, <laughs> rat tornadoes are like the last thing that you'll be seeing, like, in this game. Like, it gets really fucking weird, but, like, in a good way. Um, so, if that doesn't want, make yeah. you want to play, I don't know what will. Um, but, yeah, great story, great characters. Phenomenal looking for, like, such a, like, I know they're not a triple A, well, they are a triple A team, I guess. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, like... Naughty dog, but they're, but they're not naughty dog, but they get close, right? Yeah, like I feel like they do. Um, and like I wanted to play their game from beginning to end, yeah. like I didn't have to take breaks. That I just feel like it's quite well paced too, so like that to me is always a plus. Um, yeah, Amicia is a bit annoying, but like I get why I understand why she's annoying, but like overall, all the characters are great. Give me my Sophia awesome. <laughs> It, it's been a big week and it's going to be a big next few weeks. Um, lastly, let's finish off with a rapid fire question. It is more than likely that the PlayStation DualSense Edge controller will cost above 300 Australian. We don't have an, an exact Australian price yet, but I think around 300 to 350 is where it, it'll end up. I guess, would each of you buy it knowing it is going to come in at, at that price point? Brody? No, I will not cop it. James. For the Mortal Kombat, surely. Mm. Nah. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kieran, I feel like you're a yes for sure. I can barely work the standard <laughs> controller. I don't want a fancier one. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, like, I'm, it's too much. It is. Like, it, yeah, Sorry. I think if you're like a, a professional COD player, like obviously that's very oh, yeah, different. But how but many people for are me, that? Like, honestly. Exactly, yeah, I, I, like, I agree. Everyone I agree. thinks they are or people think they'll buy this and become that, but like you're not. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it'd just make everything harder for me is how I feel. So I agree. James is shattering everybody's oh, dreams. I'm just being honest. I know. Like, someone and Ewan's not here to like, stop <laughs> it. Put a stop to it in rapid fire. He'd be shattered. <laughs> On that you note. You want to be a Last of Us streamer? Forget about it. 100%. Let's move on to what the wiki, which is press start, the Press Start Podcast game show where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and the contestants must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. This says that apparently Brody has a statement to make for controversial circumstances and much I'd love to hear that again. I don't think that is true. So they're currently I think aboard. I we could make something up. I could, yeah, uh, I'd love to. I've always to got something to apologize for. The current leaderboard is James on 12, Brody on 10, Shannon and Ewan on 7, Kieran on 2, and Harry and Stephen on nil. Bois. I'm hoping this is correct that Kieran was last week's winner and he will be today's. He looks nervous, but I'm hoping that's just <laughs> the general. <laughs> it's just the energy from this. Let's do hosting. it. <laughs> like. Yep. Let's All go. Right. Cool. Let's go. I, yep. I'm admittedly completely forgot that I won last time. So we're going to, we're going to wing this. First game. Uh, this was one of the last PlayStation 2 games released prior to the PlayStation 3. Although it suffered from poor sales, the game received critical acclaim, earning IGN's 2006 Game of the Year. The Wii version earned similar praise, though the motion control scheme received mixed reviews. A high-definition port remastered by Capcom was released on the PlayStation 3 in October 2012. Supporting the use of the PlayStation Move motion Shannon. controller. Oh, no. Shannon, Shannon, Shannon. Yeah. Would it be Resident Evil 4? No. Oh. <laughs> it's not Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Can it be? Um, <laughs> I'm going to skip over all this weird data stuff. Mainstream adoption of the game has improved with the release of subsequent remasters, and it's now considered to be one of the best video games ever made as well as an example of video games as an art form aided by the improved art details and resolution. A spiritual successor on the Nintendo DS was released in 2010. Nothing? Mm. A game mechanic unique to this is the Celestial Brush. This should help. Oh, Shannon, James. Players can- no. Shannon got in there first. He's so happy with himself. I, I don't even know. I think it's, is it Epic Mickey? <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I didn't know what it was admittedly, so don't laugh. That's actually because a good guess though. Like I hadn't thought thank of that. Thank on the brush. James? You and X, I believe. Yeah, um, is it Okami? It is Okami. Mm. Everyone seems really upset that I won. Can it be fine. Epic Mickey? One of, the, one of the greatest games of all time. It's set right there on the Wikipedia page. I disagree with that, but Allegedly. that's fine. Allegedly. Disappointed. I didn't know Capcom <laughs> made Epic Mickey right. Shannon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could never. Okay. 
Um, no, one, no one likes a smug winner. James, please. Oh. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, the player can use melee attacks and weapons to fight enemies. The weapons available include slingshots, bags of marbles and itching powder, stink bombs, Brody? fire... Brady? Is it a Plague Tale Innocence? No. Nah. I'll keep listing weapons. Baseball bats, planks of wood, and spud guns. The main character can run, jump, swim, or use vehicles to navigate the world. The vehicles featured in the game include a skateboard, scooters, bicycles, and go-karts. Let me know. What uh, bus stops located in various locations around the world allow the player to quickly travel can back I go again? to. Yeah, you can go again. Can I go again? Brody. <laughs> is it yeah. bully? It is bully. Wow. Didn't know you could use spud gun. Or Canum Canis edit, if you will. Double no, points. We're calling it, we, we call it bully in this house. Okay. That's fine. All right. Game moving on. Three. So much tension. Game number three. <laughs> <laughs> the core gameplay remains somewhat similar to that of the previous game with a recurring reliance on platforming challenges and vehicle usage. However, it is significantly different in some areas. The timed power-up gameplay from the previous game has been removed, and introduction of weapons such as the Morph Gun, a multi-purpose firearm, adds a greater emphasis on enemy combat. The player can unlock four different gun mods for the gun as they play through the game. There's the Shotgun-esque Scattergun, the Semi-Automatic Blaster, uh, the Vulcan Ready? Fury... No, I don't know. Is it Jack 3? It's not Jack 3. Shannon. Is it Shannon? Jack 2? <laughs> yes. Now I've got to find another game. God damn it. Full title for uh, Jack 2, please, Shannon. Yeah, Shannon. It's just called Renegades. Jack 2. Yeah. No, it's Jack Renegade. 2 Renegade. No, I'm pretty sure here it was Jack Renegade. 2. It was definitely Renegade. Okay, well... I like that people think this is padding for Kieran when in reality it's, it's not at all. <laughs> I thought... I, hmm, I'm upset about that, but that's okay. That's uh, so how's everyone going? It's, it's, it's one, one all. So now I've got to yeah. find a, a fourth game that's on, a, on this very loose theme that I've picked. Um, the main story mode is divided into 10 levels. Each level is in a different time period and it contains a series of objectives that must be completed. Uh, a few levels have secondary objectives which are not required to complete unless on the normal or hard difficulty setting. I'm not going to talk about difficulties for like 20 minutes. Um, at the end of every level, a time crystal must be recovered. After oh, it's picked up, giant. a Brody? time portal will appear. Brady? I will opt out because I don't know. James. He's so smug. No, it's not. No, I don't know. It's I have a thirty-three percent chance. Is it Epic Mickey? <laughs> By Capcom. Um, is it Time Splitters? Yes. Oh, thank fuck for that. Thank you, everybody. Go home. <laughs> Wow. Well, well, so, just to be clear, we're introducing double points next week, not <laughs> yeah, this no, week. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. We should start. We, we should, should just definitely do this. Start right, we should do this thing where you earn, you earn more points the further down you are. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm on board yeah, with that. True. Anyone on zero, <laughs> so however can get many 10 points, points per win, we'll call them blue. <laughs> however many points you are behind James is what you can earn. We call, uh, why James specifically? <laughs> we'll call them blue shell points. You're winning. <laughs> 
blue shell. All right. <laughs> on that note, let's wrap it up. Well done, James, on yet another win and extending your lead to now three points. Let's bring an end to this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener, the podcast service of your choice, and follow us at Press Start AU. And obviously, visit the site for a heap of great reviews and previews that are still to go up this weekend and have gone up throughout the week. Today, I've been joined by Brody. Thanks. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. Go read the new tales review as well as everything else. And if this goes up to, well, this morning, I should say, uh, I've got a little giveaway running on my Twitter. So quickly go into that. You might be a chance. That's Test enough for that. Baby. You've already had enough pressed up for me for that. Shill me. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran. Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter as at H-A-S-H underscore B-R-A-U-N. Um, I've got uh, another exciting little preview that we can't talk about right now coming up uh, at the end of the day if you're listening on Friday. So definitely go check that out. Um, yeah. And James. Yeah, I'm on at James on Twitter. So at A-T-J-A-M-Z. Um, or you can see all of my penetrating insights on Silent Hill on my Twitter feed. Or you can go to this website to read my Gotham Knights review because I'm scared that I might be the most positive person on the internet about it, but we'll see. Um, yeah. Did you did you have any more sub dogs this week, James? I think we did see an image. That's what the people really want to hear about. We'll um, save it till the end no, for the key I, listeners. I did get a Philly cheesesteak pie from the servo. <laughs> I did see that. How could we not open with that? Wow. That's on me. Yeah, that is... Yeah, you're right. About that. That's a good segment. I want to get one of those. Um, yeah, it was a pass. Just lots of cheese and beef. Like, what can you really... You can't go wrong, really, with cheese and beef, can you? Are there any other peppers in it? Absolutely like not. It's just cheese and beef. <laughs> well, I don't really know. Well, I, d- I don't know. It has no right to call itself yeah, a cheese I steak. I didn't I'm feel sorry. like I was in Philly or that I was eating a cheese steak. It was just a pie. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Tune in next On week that for note, my yeah, next yeah, please, review. Each yeah. week. One Let's snack. wrap this uh, up. Thank you all for listening. And bye. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye.